0: We hope you enjoy this message and that it encourages and inspires you. For more information, head to lifepointwithanee.org.au. Well, folks, I want to commend you for coming today. Uh, A lot of people uh, in the Baptist movement are either the Sunday celebrators or the Friday sober people. And... uh, you know, some people find it just too graphic, too, uh, too much to absorb uh, the message of Easter Friday. But um, there is no Sunday without Friday, is that right? And that's what we're here to remember this morning is the power of Friday, the work of Friday of what Jesus has done on the cross. The gift might be free, but it comes at tremendous cost. And I want to take a moment in the short time that I have today to just look at the cost, the cost to the Father and the cost to the Son of what it really meant for, uh, for them to uh, journey through this experience. Someone once said, uh, John Osborne said about sacrifice, the whole point of a sacrifice is that you give up something you never really wanted in the first place. You and I both know that's not sacrifice. It might be what people do today, but the real essence of sacrifice is what Andy talked about is that I give away something that cost me and cost me dearly. And the Passover, everyone would have been preparing to give away something that was valuable, uh, whether it be a lamb, if you were fortunate enough to be wealthy enough to have such a thing, and it would have been the best lamb in your herd. Something that you've looked after, cared for and raised and it would be important to you and of great value if you kept it. Yet it would be sacrificed. If you were poor, you would have a pigeon and you might have to buy a pigeon if you travel to Jerusalem and pay money for it. And so there was great sacrifice in the message of Easter in the Passover. It was not taken lightly and it cost in a great way. Today I wanna have a look at um, the Father and the Son. Often when we think of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, the Trinity, we get kind of confused and some of us doubt and some of us struggle with that. And, and um, you know, I don't understand everything about my Ranger. My Ranger has a six-speed gearbox and it's driven by the computer. And I don't know how those two interact, how they change gears so sweetly and get me on my way. But does that make my ranger vanish because I don't understand it? I enjoy my ranger. It works fine. I don't understand it, but I appreciate everything about it. You see, if I understood everything about God, then he wouldn't be God, would he? There is mystery about God. Some say that God has given us many metaphors, the words Father, the words Son, Marriage to becoming one that we use metaphors to somehow grasp who God is. I want to flip that around and say, We are the metaphor, we are made like His image. Marriage is like the union of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. When Jesus and God used the word Father and Son, this is truly the relationship of a Father and a Son, and anything we experience is a metaphor of that god his words are power creative are spoken and i want to take a moment to look at what friday cost the father what friday cost the father obviously there was foreknowledge the father knew what was taking place but still there was feeling, there was emotion. We, we see the emotion when Jesus cries out, Eli, Eli, where have you gone Father? Where you have forsaken me. That separation, that tearing between the Father and Son that had never been experienced for all eternity took place on the cross and the Son noticed it dearly. There was a separation. There was a turning back on this moment of wickedness that was laid on the Son, the thorn of crown, crown of thorns, which demonstrated that wickedness that was put on Jesus. The Father knew what it was to lose the Son. For God so loved the world that He gave His only Son God gave his son for Andy and for you and for me. I wanna tell you a story that happened um, a little over 12 months ago and uh, we were holidaying at Harvey Bay. And uh, as we often do, we go over to Moon Point and we do some fishing there and there was a, a roaring northerly which we had to punch through to get over to the protection behind the island and uh, Ashton and I were together, we had made lunch and we were going to have a whole day experience of enjoying fishing in the shallows and waiting around a site fishing for whiting. And um, we pulled up the boat as we normally do and we dragged out a bit of chain and the anchor and put it in the sand. Uh, and then we wandered off some distance then to pump yabbies, uh, preparing for our day of fishing. We were over pumping yabbies and I turned around and I noticed that the boat was moving. And I said to Ashton, do you think that that's just swinging on the chain or is the boat adrift? And both of us, gasp realized that the boat was blowing away. The northerly had caught the boat like a sail and was pushing it further and further down the passage. Well, before I had time to think about it, Ashton just yelled out, Dad, I've got this. And off he went, pow ran across the sand into the water. And at that stage, I didn't think too much about it because it was only really metres into the water. But soon there was a channel approaching and no sooner had Ashton hit the water and he was now uh, starting to swim because the water was over his head. I continued to run towards the water's edge and Ashton was swimming and I kept saying, Ashton, it's too far, the boat's going too fast, swim back. And I heard the words again, I got this, Dad, I got this. And he continued to swim, and swim, and swim. It got to a football field, and he was still swimming. And the wind had kept the boat going further and further and further. And I was panicking on the water, says, wondering what on earth have I got myself into? This all happened in a moment. This is dreadful. This is bull shark infested waters, and my son is swimming way beyond his ability. I yelled out again, "Son, turn back. Forget the boat. I got this, Dad." And the next football field of swimming, I could see he was getting slower and weaker and struggling and the hands were just plodding. And I was worried, I was sick. My heart was in my hand, in my mouth. I couldn't believe that I got myself in this predicament that today I could possibly lose my precious son. He kept swimming, he kept swimming. And then all of a sudden he stopped. And I thought, oh no, it's just the moment. And he turned around and, like a jellyfish, started to swim this way and he gained speed and he kept pumping, he kept swimming in one last effort. And then I saw a hand grab the rail of the boat. Oh, my heart was elated. He crawled up the ladder, he got into the boat, he pulled the anchor in, he turned on the engines and he drove the three football fields back to the beach. Oh, my son, my son, he was lost. Oh, my son is okay. He pulled up the boat in the sand and I was there to meet him. I gave one almighty cuddle and told him I loved him. I'm so proud of him. And I whisper those words that only a father knows. Don't you dare tell your mother. <laughs> you right there, love? <laughs> I got my son back that day. But I gotta tell you, there's no one on the face of the earth is worth the death of my son. Nobody on the face of the earth is worth the death of my son. And yet our heavenly father gave up his son willingly for you and for me. Oh, the cost is so great. The cost is so great. And the son, it cost him his life. We've seen on the screen the punishment that he went through. But you know, he, he knew this was coming. And in Gethsemane, he said, he said, Father, if it's be possible, let this cup pass from me. It's gonna be horrible. It's gonna be dreadful. Please, if there's some way we can do this a different way, make it possible. But if it's your will, I'm gonna do it. Front and centre, I'm looking down at what's gonna happen. The danger of foreknowledge. People often talk about death and one of the things that often we say, I'm glad I don't know when it's gonna happen. How many times will we cut ourselves or hurt ourselves and we didn't even feel it because we didn't know it was coming. But Jesus knew every step, every corner that He would round was coming. The nails through the hand, the scourging with the whip, the thorns going into His face. I think of the word spent When I think of Jesus' cry, it is finished. There was nothing spared. Everything was given emotionally, physically, spiritually. I don't know about you, it's hard for us to kind of relate to that and I think parenting is one of the most selfless things that you'll ever do in your life and it's so sobering and so maturing. I remember the days when our boys were doing sport. Anyone have children in doing sport? And you know, you've worked all week, and then, then comes your Saturday, and you're so looking forward to celebrating, enjoying the Saturday, and then you wake up Saturday morning and realize that there's three games on. You got three children, what are you gonna do? And so Samana and I would often find ourselves going in different directions, running kids all over the Sunshine Coast. Then we'd get home, we'd make dinner. I work Sunday, as you know. And then I would uh, ponder in my second glass of wine, what the heck was that day all about? These selfish little fellows have enjoyed a full day of being run around chauffeured everywhere and they've even had macas for lunch. I put them to bed and what was that all about? I feel like I'm done, I'm spent. Can any parents relate to that season? Aren't you glad that's over? And then cricket started. Oh my goodness, that's such a long game. That's excruciating. All jokes aside, Jesus was spent. He's spent, nothing left, everything. In fact, the nothing meant death the end of his existence. He gave everything. The Father gave everything and Jesus gave everything. Just to invite the worship team back, please. What can be our only response today as we come? Remember the celebrators are coming on Sunday. But you're the sober people. We want to ponder what the meaning of Friday is about and the cost that was portrayed. And we don't pull back from that. That graphic, that confronting, that uncomfortable nature of Jesus being executed. But every one of us are a beneficiary from that. Andy said before, death has no hold on me. Death has no sting, Andy. Wow. We have been set free. Our sins have been paid for with the thorns on the brow. We have been liberated from our wickedness. We have a relationship with God because of what Jesus has done. May our hearts be filled with gratitude today. May we reach a new level. May we step up and serve our King and our Lord, knowing what He has done and following His footsteps in His steps of sacrifice, Can we stand for a moment? We're gonna sing, but I wanna pray this morning that we would truly worship Him. Lord God, we wanna thank You that You didn't hold back, that You know what it is to let go of Your Son. And Jesus, You know what it is to give everything and to remain eternally now in a physical form as a human being to take on our appearance, our flesh. Oh, Lord Jesus, we stand here and we just gaze at You as the new Adam, the new first fruits, the new one. And Lord, we just bathe in the immensity of that moment and we just declare gratitude in our hearts and our lives because of what You've done. In Jesus' name, amen.